0: You're listening to the OKC 82 podcast with Brady Trantham and
1: Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077, the franchise podcast network. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, that was actually good. (laughs) That was really good. Keep going. Keep going, man. All right, all right. Hey, hey, hey. Oklahoma 80. uh, OKC 82. There you go. No, we're keeping all this, by the way. We're keeping all of it. You're just going to let me screw up? Yes. They told me to run the show. He's new. I'm new. Running the show, first time. It's okay. Okay, OKC82, hey, hey, hey. I'm Connor Ayubi. Oklahoma City Thunder, lost tonight. Pretty tough one. 97-85 to the Washington Wizards. Uh, Not too great down the stretch, but it was a decent game through the first three quarters. I'm joined by my elders, my wonderful colleagues, Brady Trantham and Madison Morris.
0: You calling me old?
1: I'm calling you older than me.
0: Well, yeah, okay. Continue. It's not
1: it's not your ex girlfriend Madison Morris, right? No, it's not.
0: God oh. this got awkward.
2: Although I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's I have to squint sometimes. Madison
2: but. has a uh, a doppelganger in I do. in name only. In name only. You look nothing alike. Okay. Actually, your your sister your younger sister kinda looks like eh, I mean if I had no contacts in I and saw you guys from the back, I'm like, Oh, it's the same person. Although you're taller than her. I'm right?
0: way taller than she is. I don't know where that do came you, from. Do you rub
2: her? Do you rub that in, the, in her face?
0: Um. Yes, because she is a spitting image of my father, and I'm a spitting image of my mother, and so if I kind of. She, if she's I listening
2: to this, is she going to be mad that you're like you look like a you, you look, look like, like a, a man dude.
0: you look like dad? She'd be like, <laughs> I know. She already knows. That's the funny part. She already knows.
1: Which uh. one's the favorite child?
0: Me, the oldest. Dang. Just kidding. It's definitely Meredith.
1: <laughs> well,
2: um- Yeah, I I don't know if everybody wants to dive deeper into the Morris family tree. I'll give you all you need to know. Unless it's at Barrow underscore 96, who just (laughs) totally threw Madison under the bus, which Madison put out a great picture side by side of her with her turtleneck that she wore tonight in the arena and Danilo Gallinari's turtleneck that he wore. um, in the locker room. Yeah, with uh, the five o'clock shadow. The, uh, the, oh, yeah. the wet hair, mm. uh, literally dripping, literally, literally, <laughs> literally dripping, literally it was dripping. soaking wet. And old old boy over here is like, uh, because the whole point was like, who wore it better? And old boy picks Gallinari. Ouch. And my conspiracy theory is that he just wanted Madison to reply because if he if he would have been like, oh, definitely oh, Madison, it was you, it, That would have just got like a like. That would just yep, been like a like, true. and then we move on with our lives. But now Madison did reply.
0: I did reply. I put yeah. a crying face because it really him hurt bait my you. feelings. Because I thought I wore mine better. Except, I will say that Gallows is probably way better quality and was definitely more expensive than mine was.
2: He had like a double turtleneck going, He got too. that shit from Target. Come on now.
1: <laughs> he <laughs>
0: definitely had a nicer turtleneck than I did. And seriously, what Connor said, it was a double turtleneck. Mine was That's only nice. single. It's That's mine. next level. It's whatever. But anyway, this game, y'all. I guess we'll oh, yeah. dive into it. Oh, yeah. Because basketball was played tonight. And uh, like Connor said, the Thunder lost. And so <sighs> it was... It was kind of, I don't want to call it brutal. It was a little bit brutal just because it was disappointing because there was a good stretch of basketball being played by the Thunder there, and it was, it, 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 I don't know, it made Chesapeake Energy Arena very hopeful for this team to, like, at least take the home opener win and not go 0-2 to start the season, but yikes, uh, we all know that didn't happen.
2: What the Thunder go last year? they they start off 0-4 or 0-5? Yeah,
0: they started off 0-4 because we talked about it for Yeah, months.
2: and Russell missed the first. I can't remember if he missed he missed the first two games the first two games were on the road at Golden State in LA then he uh, played in his first game game three against Sacramento the Thunder lost that one big time big
0: time yeah Um,
2: so the Thunder are no strangers to starting off pretty slow but I mean tonight a little less hopeful this time I mean tonight I mean, it's tonight was a good example of what this team is and the long road ahead that this franchise has. Because not only do they have a bunch of guys that are playing with each other for the first time, they've got a bunch of twenty-one year olds, nineteen year olds, twenty-year-olds. and some guys with some NBA experience, but guys with NBA experience not to the responsibility level that they're now thrust into now with this team. So, um, it was a perfect example tonight. I mean, the Thunder lit led what twenty-three seventeen. Mm-hmm. until about the seven-minute mark of the first quarter. And, Connor, you pointed it out on Twitter to me, that's about the time where Billy put out the entire
1: bench. was And then, it? And then the scoring just completely stopped. Yeah, as died.
2: soon as the bench came out. I mean, the Thunder overall didn't play well, but the bench put them in such a hole that yeah. they like the starters couldn't um, pull them out because Chris Paul has a bad game. Shea Gildas-Alexander is really, really good. But he's not that he's not at the level now where he can just take over a game by himself. Right. Stephen Adams is playing some pretty bad offensive yeah, basketball. Exactly. Terrence Ferguson is still searching for his first bucket of the year, just like he did last year. It mm-hmm. took him a while. Um, who else just is not playing particularly well? I mean Gallinari Gall- had a Gallinari. solid game.
1: He he kept us in it a little bit. I think at times he was uh, the go to scorer.
2: Yeah, I'm, I think Matty Lee asked in the post game to Billy. He had ten shot attempts. That
1: is not enough. No, I'd like to see him shooting the ball much more. Than yeah, much more than that. If you're you're having Shea put up seventeen, I think that's a good amount for him. I'd even up to twenty. Dennis Schroeder put up fourteen shots. Oh, Why you did he... it! You did it! Dennis Schroeder.
2: Dennis Schruder. We, we were walking <sighs> out of the arena, and you promised me I you promise would lecture you until I we are pulling the face.
1: <laughs> there you go. Never doing it again. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder there you put go. Put up Very 14 shots, four more than uh, Danilo Gallinari, and I just, I just think that's, uh, I think that's not the way we, we want to do well, this.
2: Well, it's a double edged sword because, like, I get what you're saying, but Dennis Schroeder basically, unless Hamidou Diallo just has a good day. Dennis Schroeder is the Thunder's bench. Yeah. Because you're going to rely on Darius Baisley, who's a rookie, um, who plays fairly well. He's just not going to put up a lot of shot him. He's hands. not a scorer yet. Um, Schroeder is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Gallo's the type of player where he thrives off of efficiency. Efficient players don't really like to jack the ball up, you know, 18, 19, 20 times. But, I mean, Madison, that probably would help the Thunder, at least in this game.
0: No, I think it would just because I've become very confident in Gallo's shooting. Uh, just. I mean, we haven't even seen them play a lot of games, obviously, but especially in preseason, he was someone who really stood out to me as a guy who's not afraid to take the shot, and I think that was a big uh, recurring problem last season especially is who's going to take the shot. Like, Obviously, it was either going to be Paul or Russell, and those two guys aren't here anymore, and so what I think Thunder fans are really wanting to see is who's going to take the shot now, who's going to be valiant enough to step up and take the shot, and so far it's been Shea and it's been Danilo Um, You haven't really seen a lot of guys really take the shot unless we're talking about Muskie whenever he comes in and he'll shoot the three-pointer, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, he only went one of four tonight. But he still took all those attempts. I really do think um, that, you know, he could be a shooter anytime he gets out there. He's not going to have as much playing time as Danilo is going to have. Obviously not as much as Shea because they're very different players and they're very uh, different positions as well. But the thing about Danilo that I – would like to see, and I completely agree with Matty Lee, is how I think he should be taking more shots. I think he should be put out there. I mean, what he, he played 30 minutes tonight, which is, that's kind of what you would expect from a guy like Danilo Gallinari, but I want to see him utilize his opportunities more, and I think uh, Billy really talked about that in his offense tonight, that he really wants to see, like, a lot of improvements being made, and he talked about this before the game and after the game, how he wants them to go fast. He wants them to have a fast pace that's going to set the tone for the rest of the game. And I think guys like Danilo and Shea and even guys like Dennis Schroeder, if he's going to be put out there, I'd like to see Chris Paul step into this position. He hasn't exactly done that yet, but I think if these guys are going to be out there, they're going to have to shoot the ball and they're going to have to be able to uh, set themselves up and set their teammates up to take those opportunities because Billy talked a lot about missed opportunities tonight. And I think he was absolutely right in saying that.
1: I think from a coaching adjustment standpoint, you know, you're talking about Billy, I think that something I'd really like to see is some staggering of the minutes from the starters. Uh, I really, it was pretty pretty horrible to watch when it was just the five bench guys in the game for the Thunder. And I think that if you left a guy like Danilo Gallinari in the game, you know, through the end of the first quarter, and then when you bring the starters back, he gets some of his rest. Then, if you if you put him in that situation, then you have a guy uh, who can be an isolation shooter if if the offense is really just falling apart. And at times, it looked pretty bad. Uh, he's a nice bailout option, and you know, like she said, like like Madison said, he's not a normal, normally a big volume shooter. He's a very efficient scorer. Uh, he was six of ten tonight, two of three from the three point line for eighteen points. But if you put him out there with the bench, then you know that might encourage him to put up some more shots, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, in my opinion. So no. I- I'd like to see him not come off the bench, but play a little bit more with that second unit. I think that could uh, give them a little bit of diversity in their game.
2: How long did uh, Chris play? Did he played twenty eight minutes. He played. Uh, 31. Oh, he played 31. Yeah, Yeah, 31. So Gallo played 30. Chris played 31. I think Chris played 30 or 29 minutes in Utah. So this is probably around the amount of time that they're going to be playing. And then also, um, I tried to keep track, and then I kind of forgot because halftime was an experience all on its own because (laughs) Madison was just-
0: I'm already sweating.
2: She was letting it out. She was dancing. I was. Because Hinder- played Hinder. Lips of an Angel at halftime. Damn. That's, that's where the Thunder are now.
1: Now, um, <laughs> That's the most entertaining part. For
2: all of the I game. know, Hinder, Hinder could be very loyal listeners, subscribers to the OKCA2 podcast, in which case um, you guys want to potentially sponsor the podcast. And also thank and you for on. listening. But yeah. if they're not, that's how far the Thunder have fallen. <laughs> that yeah. They had uh, Hinder, who had a new lead singer, by the way. It wasn't yeah. the... A uh, guy with the voice that sounded like he had just smoked 30 packs of cigarettes Missing prior that. to recording the track. Yeah. It was a guy with a little bit of a softer voice. But Madison Very was losing nice. it. Anyway, the whole point of that, I think Shea had another game where he didn't play on the floor by himself, right? Without
1: Dennis or Chris. There was no point where he was uh, the, the lone point guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at, towards the end of the game, he started bringing the ball up. Uh, he was doing that a little bit throughout the game, sprinkled in, and, mm-hmm. and, and towards the end of the game, he was really uh, the initiator. Even when they had three point guards on the floor, which they they ended the second half with it. I think that uh, that's so. I think that that just does not work. Yeah, so far it's been it's been really bad, and uh, you know it's it's something that they're trying to throw out there to create mismatches, and uh, it's just it's not working. It's yeah. it's really not. And I don't know. I think I think you're trying to gain the benefit of Dennis Schroeder's offensive playmaking, but he's standing off ball being guarded by a three now, and mm-hmm. it's it's just—I don't know. I, I'm not a fan, and you lose so much on the defensive end, in my opinion, uh, having all three of those guys on the floor, so yeah. I don't know. They'll probably continue to experiment with it, and I don't mind seeing it in the middle of games if you want to get them some runs together, but— I'm I'm really not a fan at all of them closing games with it or closing halves with it even. It's it's been pretty pretty unsuccessful so far.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a big factor in that is really gonna be who they play also. And so I I kind of saw how it would work a little bit uh, tonight, but at the same time I, I agree with Connor. I don't think that's gonna be something that's gonna carry them throughout the season just because you, it it creates too much of a mismatch, and I think other teams are really going to start to see that as the season develops. And so, if Billy is going to put uh, three guards out there at one time, i i don't see I don't see that working to any of their advantage. Because I think right now, and I totally am just spitballing this, but I really do think right now they're really trying to. You're spitting balls. Um, yeah, shush. <laughs> uh, I really do mouth. think that they are trying to help Shea evolve into something. I really think they're trying to. Uh, set him up for good opportunities, but they're also utilizing guys like Chris because he has been in this league for so long. He's very knowledgeable about the game. He really knows what he's doing when he's out there. Um, What I would like to see from Chris, however, I'm severely ADD, so I keep going off topic, but I'm going to wrap it around. (laughs) Um, I would like to see Chris, if he's going to play 31 minutes right now, he didn't get in double digits in anything. I think he had, like, six points. uh, Two
1: boards four assists.
0: Yeah, like, four assists what Connor said two rebounds that's just you know that's not really enough to keep you out there for so long and so I would like to see Chris kind of become uh, more of like a like a conductor out there almost because I'm thinking of just like what what Russell Westbrook always did last year when he was on this team he was really able to just kind of wave his little wand and help people orchestrate all over this court and it really set the other four guys up for something but I don't feel like Chris is doing that right now, so I think Shea does a good job of it when he's out there, but he never has the opportunity to be the guy to be out there. No,
2: I mean Chris was Chris was bad tonight. Yeah, and he was okay against Utah. I thought
1: he was uh, pretty solid. You know, I didn't like yeah. the style of his play, but he he was scoring.
2: Yeah, we talked about it on the last pod just like a little too much ISO, but yeah. I probably in that game, and I didn't get to watch it all all the way through, but. Probably in that game, isolation was probably necessary. Yeah. So he's going to pick and choose his battles. Yeah. And I have all the confidence that Chris Paul is that type of player. He'll, he'll know when to play his game. He'll know when to go iso, all that stuff. But tonight he was just bad. And, I mean, again, like I asked Billy in the post game because he, I think he mentioned like lack of aggression or something to that effect, like maybe nine or ten times before I asked him. I was like, hey, wh- okay, where does that lack of aggression come from? Mm-hmm. And he used the benchmark of a hundred points. He said, like, it's two games in a row. We haven't cracked a hundred. We need to be better offensively. Completely arbitrary. And a lot of that <laughs> a lot of that comes from Chris. I mean, Gallo did his thing. Shagel just Alexander in two games has done his thing. Yeah. Chris Paul just needs to be better. Now, these doing these podcasts this year, it's gonna be an interesting experiment, guys, because I don't know necessarily who we're talking to. Because there's two mm-hmm. groups of fans there are fans that are mad that this team lost a game that they had chances here and there to win tonight. Then there are fans that are listening to this podcast that are going, please lose every single game. <laughs> I want the draft picks. I want the lottery picks. So really, like according to your expectations, whatever they are, loyal listener, thank you for listening. Um, Chris Paul needs to be better if you want the Thunder to win games. But um, if you want them to keep losing, then Chris Paul did exactly his job
1: tonight. Yeah. Tank commander was uh, something that he could he could have claimed that title tonight. It was it was pretty ugly. Um, but, you know, also the fact that he wasn't the one out there, you know, running the offense, being the floor general, did give Shea a good opportunity to step up. And Shea continued to do exactly the same as he did last night, exactly what he's been doing all preseason, which is score the ball really, really well, really efficiently. 10 of 11 from the field, uh, 6 of 8 from the free throw line, hit, hit a couple threes. Um, he did a really good job with that. Again, he hit 28 points, which is his new career high Woo-hoo! for the second time in a row. Uh, he, got, he had 26 two days ago, and now he's already up to 28. So, you know, at this rate, uh, I think he's he's probably breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record by the end of the year. Uh, he's just gonna he's just <laughs> gonna optimism add, at its finest. Yeah, I mean, he's just gonna add two points onto the career high every single night. So keep on going, buddy. I fully expect that um, trend to continue. Before we get into the uh, like where the
2: game was lost, because the Thunder. They were perpetually down 10, 8, eight, six yep. throughout most range. of the game. Yep. The Wizards ever get up
1: higher than other than the final margin, maybe than like, ten. Maybe like, I think it was like twelve was their max lead throughout the game. It, it never got out of hand. It always yeah. felt like the Thunder were. I honestly felt like the Thunder for the mo- most of the game, even though they were losing by a little bit. I felt like they were in a good position to to make that yeah, like final push. All, all, the all it in, took yeah. was one big run. Yeah,
2: and the problem with that was is somebody on the bench was going to have to help ignite that. And I thought Hamadou Diallo was going to going to do that, but he had, man, bless his heart, he had two bad travels in a row, like two bad turnovers. Uh, but, but before we get to the very end of the game, guys, is, this is the second game in a row where Steven Adams has just been a complete non-factor yeah. on offense. And this isn't the second half of the year. This isn't the post-All-Star break. He looked really good in the preseason when he was able to go. He, mm-hmm. he looked fully healthy, He was running the floor. He was crashing on the boards. He was doing all the thing, doing all the Steven Adams things. And then now all of a sudden, I I just, I don't know what's going on other than like this caveat of these are a bunch of new guys that haven't played with each other. So it's going to take a minute.
1: I, yeah, he's, he's been, it's been unfortunate to watch him on the offensive end. Uh, You know, he's still doing his job in terms of grabbing boards. He had 14 tonight, 11 in the first game, which is pretty solid. But on the offensive end, the very first play of the game the very first possession you know i think the thunder knew that he was underwhelming on offense in the first game and they wanted to get him going immediately very first play they chris paul dumps it into him in the post and he just takes two or three power dribbles bodies thomas bryant and dunks it all over him mm-hmm. uh, and i was and i was like oh shit like he's going to he's going to go off today like this is going to be this is going to be a good vintage steven adams game the the game earlier this week was just a fluke um, and then after that, just really didn't get much going. He had a few other buckets, miscellaneous buckets, where he got fed for a layup. Um, but to, to the in the post, they tried to go back to that same action where he's just a straight post up on Thomas Bryant, um, who was very impressive tonight, by the way, for very, the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, straight post up on Thomas Bryant. And he got stuffed at the rim, and then he got his own rebound, went back up, and got blocked again. And I think that was kind of just the, the trend for the whole night for him. He played 30 minutes, had seven points. Three of nine from the field, and those were all layup attempts. So, it's just been it's just been really ugly for Stephen Adams so far. And he he did a little bit better on the defensive end uh, today. Still not great. He allowed a lot more jump shots, a lot more driving towards the rim. I think, but in terms of like his help and rotation, that was an issue I really had in the in the first game. I think he improved. Upon you that better you better answer your phone. That could be your mother. It could be. <laughs> it's not my mother. It's some stupid group chat. Not stupid. Guys, if you're listening, you're great. Which they, they should be. They should, the group should group be like yeah, re- I might leaving be now. <laughs>
2: five star ratings and reviews on this please, podcast. Like, please, guys. All text him in the group listen chat listen right, right now. We be need like, you. I'll, be
0: like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm podcasting right now, and this is the name of it. This like, is shout out. Drive. Shout
1: out to the group chat. Send them a picture of your credential. Like you're
2: a big. You're a big J now. Yeah. Like you're not pulling around. Big cheese. Shout out.
0: Shout out, Abby. No, but listen, I really do agree about Steven Adams right now. I think he's having a lot of first season struggles, which is very. I mean. I'm, there might be like some past seasons where he, this happened to him as well, but I'm not really like no, thinking he, of anything because he usually hits about, or he hits a little bit of a brick wall about like a little over halfway through the season. We've always kind of joked about. No, he starts
2: off. He starts off really, really well. Like yeah, it gets to a point where like around January, um, des- late December, early January, everyone's talking about he's a fringe. He could be an all star. Yeah, like that's been like a theme with him and then the he last falls two off. or three years.
0: But now he's like started already off. And so it's kind of like, well, shoot, like
2: maybe he's gonna do it maybe in reverse, he's gonna, like
0: come back. Oh, and be snap. freaking Amazing. It's all part the of plan. To the plan. The postseason, and then everything's gonna go well. I don't know, y'all, but <sighs> I don't know. It's been it's been kind of discouraging to see this because Stephen Adams is a guy that people had full confidence in. Like, okay, we don't know what we're gonna get with all these new faces, but we got Stephen Adams. Like, mm-hmm. this is gonna be great. And now Thunder fans are kind of they're kind of being put in their place a little bit with Steven Adams because he's not exactly doing what people want to see him do. He's not exactly doing what he needs to be doing to lead this team to a victory because he always kind of gets people real excited because what Connor was just talking about with that big play at the beginning of the game, obviously he had the first two points with that incredible dunk over Bryant, which was just awesome and really lit that place on fire. But then, I mean, nothing really came after that because he just— he really just couldn't go, get it going. He only made three of his shots tonight. So it was just – it was a little bit discouraging from Steven. He was talking about it in the post game how right now it's all about the chemistry that they can form out there on offense. And right now uh, he's, he didn't say, like, oh, it's not there. He said it's something that they're still working on. and He said it's still something that they're very conscious about when they go out there. And so hopefully adjustments can be made uh, by Sunday. Yeah. I know that's kind of a short stretch of time. But I think Steven Adams, when he can get himself going – he can be so dominant in the paint, and he—I mean, he—he's proved that over the years. So it's something that I feel confident that can come to him, but I hope it comes soon because right now the Thunder
1: need him. I—I I definitely think that the chemistry thing isn't just—that's an easy excuse for a guy to fall back on. Uh, you know, if he's not playing well, is oh well, we, we're just still learning. Yeah, I got a C in chemistry. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I didn't even take chemistry.
0: Yeah,
1: well, yeah. It, it shows. Uh, <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> just kidding. Damn, but I think I think it really showed, uh, especially on a couple plays that I noted throughout the game, that it, it is pretty accurate on Stephen Adams' part that the chemistry is a big part of his struggles. Um, but honestly, I think it's it's more even on his part. There was there was one play I remember in specific where he they tried to run a pick and roll with, with Shea Gilgis Alexander, which in my opinion they have not been running nearly enough pick and rolls with Adams as the screen setter. Uh, but he ran the pick and roll, and he was just not in connection with Shea with where he was going to be. He rolled slow. He, he kind of sagged off of the pick. He rolled slower to the rim than he probably should have, and Shea tried to throw a bounce pass to where he assumed Adams would be to set him up for a layup or dunk, and Adams just wasn't there, and it was a turnover. Uh, and the same thing happened a couple times. Chris Paul uh, was kind of a turnover machine tonight. He only had four assists, but he had five turnovers. And a few of those he, he just tried to force passes into Adams, and some of those are Chris— uh, telegraphing bad passes, which isn't normal for him. But, you know, I, I think it's just they, they really don't have a great feel for each other at this point. Uh, and that's something that really, really needs to come if we want to see Steven, who's a guy that relies on other people to set him up, if we want to see him improve.
2: Now, the end of the game. Oh, boy. Two games in a row where the Thunder's oh offense boy. just kind of goes down that their toilet bowl Um, in crunch time. The uh, Thunder... Uh, thanks in large part to Shea gildas Alexander, hit some big shots to tie the game at 83 mm-hmm. with a few minutes left. After being down like I think what was that eight points yeah. mm-hmm. um, going into the fourth quarter, um, they get it down, they tie it at 83, and then all hell breaks loose. The Wizards go on a 14-0 run, and then the Thunder finally score their last bucket towards uh, the very end of the game. 14-2 run to close out the game. Uh, and this is an offense that doesn't have Donovan Mitchell. Yes, it has Bradley Beal, but this is the Wizards. Yeah. You're playing at home if you're the Thunder. This would have been a very good opportunity to springboard um, some good habits, some good just memory ex- muscle memory experience that, okay, you can do this now. Like Shea Gildas-Alexander, this is what it's like when you own the peak and you're winning a game late. Um, Darius Baisley, this is what it's like when the peak gets wild. Um, guys this is what you can build upon and the Thunder just did everything you know the opposite of that second game in a row um, Billy Donovan talked about that too lack of aggression Uh, but really guys 14-2 runs will of course lose you games when you close out games like that but this game was basically lost into the first quarter into the second quarter where like the Thunder's offense just completely stalled thanks to that lack of aggression that Mm -hmm. Billy Donovan talked about
1: yeah, I think I think they started off the game really hot. Uh, pre-game, Billy Donovan talked about how they wanted to get the offense moving faster. They wanted to get into their their sets and get into shooting quicker because that was part of the reason their offense was so poor in the first quarter of the of the season opener versus Utah. And it started off nice. They were they were moving quickly. They were getting shots up and uh, they were hitting them. The starters, you know, they got a, they got a quick like six point lead or something like that. And then uh, the bench comes in and they just don't play with any flow. Uh, Dennis, I thought Dennis Schroeder was pretty good in the first game of being a creator on offense of setting up his teammates. Um, but in this one, it was really just a lot of, they, they were, running specific set plays that the coaches were calling. Uh, there was one action that they ran two, two times in a row. It might've been three times out of four down on the offensive end, which, uh, I don't know why, but the, the action didn't work a single time. It was like a turnover, missed shot, uh, and, and just nothing useful, um, but where they're setting flare screens to try and get a mediocre three-point shooter in Hami Diallo out to the wing. Uh, they're just trying to get Schroeder moving downhill, which isn't a bad thing, but the, the, the action just led to nothing. So the offense stalled out last three minutes of the first quarter, and then throughout the game, when we had uh, had the bench players in, it just didn't didn't really get any better.
0: No, it really didn't, and that's such a shame, just because I really do think this Thunder bench has a lot of talent. Um, I spoke so highly on Hami Diallo. Uh, I guess, like, during preseason, maybe it was before the season. I liked
1: his game a little bit today. He didn't he didn't finish yeah. nearly as well as he did on Wednesday, but no. he, he was still aggressive. He yes. still maintained that mentality, which I think is something that's encouraging for him.
0: Right. Yeah, and like I, I do I like the way that he's progressed this season just because I feel like he's a completely different player than he was last season. I think he was still kind of easing into his role and he was really just uh he he made a lot of weird mistakes last season, which is to be expected, but honestly, I really think that he is kind of coming to his own. Uh, he's taken on a bigger role this season for sure. And, I mean, he he's getting more playing time. I think he's being utilized in different areas a lot more than he was last season. I think people are starting to have a lot more confidence in him. His teammates are really using him. Billy Donovan is really using him. And so, um, I don't know. I'd like to see more out of Hamadou, though, because I think he's capable of
2: doing it. The Thunder need it.
0: The Thunder need and, something. And he's, he, he's capable yeah.
2: because... Even when he's making his his mistakes, I can see the improvement that he made going from last year because he had a couple of dribble drive moves that he had no business even trying to attempt last year, and he's already starting to do, to do them. He just needs to fine tune some mm-hmm. things, and that's going to come with experience. Um, Billy has had him be the um, the first guy off the bench, not named Dennis Schroeder, because yeah. like I know technically Dennis Schroeder is the sixth man, but because he staggers all three of these point guards at the same time. Uh, Hami is basically like their spark plug off the bench. He's yeah. like, when you think six man, it's going to be Hami. Um He's been put into a situation now with more responsibility. So obviously Billy has the confidence that he can do it. He has the confidence that um, he can do it because he sees it in practice. So um, I think that that's something that you can bet on is going to make, is going to be improved game after game, week after week, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, really quick, guys, I do want to give Madison a pat on the back because Woo! i i madison was, was this the first time that you've asked a question with the microphone in post game? like in, um i beat you to it yeah he did <laughs> i just
0: like so i since i don't do like a ton of writing i never have really thought that my questions would be relevant and i didn't want to like take that away from someone else who's actually writing a piece i'll screw them yeah <laughs> so i just like i never really asked for the microphone um Not I I don't really have, like, obviously, I say whatever I want, and I'm very, like, extroverted. I'm not that shy, but...
2: I think she said the F word to Billy, too. She's like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Uh, Nah, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: (laughs) No, because, like, I've asked Billy questions, like, in practices and stuff, but I've never exactly taken the microphone and asked Billy something post-game just because that's not really, like, something I need for, but... I wanted to start doing that just because I want to get, like, I have questions too. I just don't really exact, like go and write about him. But I want to know stuff. If I'm curious yeah. about something, I want to know about it. Obviously, when I asked him tonight if Hamadou Diallo was okay because he did have that little ankle tweak, the last thing on earth this team needs is another freaking injury. So I wanted to know if he was okay. We never got answers, so TBD. <laughs> But no, um, he, he was fine. He was yeah, walking he, around he the played,
2: locker room. He played yeah,
0: well, he played, it but, you know, Sometimes like, they you do never that. know. So that's why I asked about it. Just, and well, Billy was like, yeah, like I'll talk with him. And... Well,
2: no, like I, um, I just wanted to try and relay to people that even there are times still where I'll grab the microphone because I usually ask a question or two after every post game. Um, there are times where I still get as soon as you hear your voice and you know you're being filmed. Yeah. And Billy's looking right at you. Um. Even now, I'm still oh, kind of like, when, the second I hear my voice, I like stop talking because it's so <laughs> nerve wracking. So I just wanted to say congrats, Madison. That was a really you. good job. You asked two questions. You didn't stutter once. Um, it was funny because when Matt Tumbleson, because you were sitting behind me, when Matt Tumbleson was like, we'll do Maddie first, I just assumed he meant Maddie, Maddie Lee. Lee. Yeah. And then yes. I heard your voice. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because um, Eric asked for the microphone way before I did. And then I asked the kid next to me if I could have the microphone, and uh, Tumbleson looked at me and he was like, "All right, you're gonna go first. Like he
2: you're didn't up. say that,
0: but he like looked at me and pointed at me. I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah, I gotta come up <laughs> I was with like, a question. Oh God, <laughs> what am I gonna
2: ask? He, he gave me the look, the professional. Yeah, <laughs> he gave me the look, like the. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, um, oh, this podcast—you can't really see my face. But then I had another one, so I kept the microphone, and I think it confused Tumbleson. I was like. Oh yeah, I'm talking tonight. Yep. And so yeah, I just recognize wanted to start the doing franchise
2: that. done took over the post game. Damn right. oh. We just have we have
0: stuff we want to know. Oh and, snap! Like, I, I want to remain relevant to them. I don't want to just be someone who sticks my phone in you're, their face. You're so, so relevant.
2: Um, Thanks. your next assignment, I want you to show G- on Gallinari on um, the next time we see him. I want you to show him that tweet. I, I, I really will. like I want you to just That's walk up to him attraction. and say, what, what do you think? I, I need your input.
0: I've only had one vote that he wore it better and the rest have been for me. So he can
2: clear winner. Well, he he, he's going to count as 10 points. So whoever he chooses, like <laughs> that'll at that point, it'll swing it. It'll be a swing vote.
0: Yeah. And be like, look, I'm just going to let you know that people thought my turtleneck was better. I don't. And you can do you with it. Do you think he'd
1: choose himself? Do you think, do you think Gala Gala would be that guy? just like. Uh, the (laughs) the Italians are a very proud people. (laughs) (laughs) The Italians, but Uh, yeah. We'll just, lump I don't him. Know. we'll just lump him all the way in there. We'll
0: wait till he's like in a good mood. Real and be uh, like, here's this. Yeah. Real Take quickly
1: guys, one. we want to do we want to go down and do our quick uh, synopsis of the young guys, specifically. Yeah. We already talked about Shay get him out. Well, Darius Basley. do uh, you have any thoughts?
2: Darius had a good baseline dribble um, pump fake dribble drive where he finished. Um he also had a nice It well, it wasn't really even that nice. It was more lucky than anything it that was luck. Finished. Oh
1: yeah, that had no Dar- no record. Right Darius
2: on. is <laughs> going to showcase here and there for about the first 20 games like what he's capable of mm-hmm. and then you know once we get past December if some trades go down like I don't know I don't know who may or may not be traded I don't know y- y'all y'all decide we secretly um, know but <laughs> if changes do happen I think around December or January is when you need to stop like watching Darius and going oh that mistake oh that was so cute like that's yeah. when you need to start putting some expectations onto his game mm-hmm. and, and I mean that in a complimentary way because I think he's more than capable of being a really good player even in his rookie year. I don't think – I think just because of the inherent weaknesses of this team, the lack of depth and the lower expectations, he can't afford to hit a rookie wall, and I don't think he will necessarily hit one where he just has – you know, it's like game 70, and he has nothing in the box score. I don't think that he's going to be that type of player. I think he's going to affect the game in some negative ways. He's going to affect it in some positive ways. He's going to have his fingerprints on the game uh, frequently, I mean. So, um, I mean – Unless you guys had any thoughts, we don't really
1: need to dive into it. Yeah, not too much. I mean, he he was pretty pretty minimal on the box score. He didn't didn't put up too much, but there was uh, a couple couple things that I wanted to know just really quickly uh, on the defensive end. He had one or two plays where he didn't end up recording any blocks, but I really like his potential as a rim protector. And there was a couple plays where he slid over and helped defense and got a hand up on a guy that forced to force some bad floaters, uh, a bad miss on a layup. Um, and, and just th- th- those are the sort of flashes that I really like to see. And if they're there on the defensive end. Uh, on the offensive end, you know, it's a little bit more obvious to catch at times. Um, his euro steps uh, look very smooth. He had he had a couple of nice ones. One of them he was able to finish. Both of them were off of baseline drives. He euros and kind of reaches around a guy, uh, was able to finish one of them, botched the other one. But just like like Brady said, yeah, the the flashes are what we want to what we want to take note of, and I thought the mistakes were pretty minimal tonight. So yeah. I, I Darius like Darius's is, performance.
2: Darius is flashing us. He's I flashing also want to point constantly. out
0: the fact that he was born in 2000, and that makes me want to throw up.
1: Yeah, freaking 2000s kids. I remember. Who were you born 99? Baby. Oh,
0: okay, you barely.
1: Made I'm a 90s it. kid. God, I was, I
2: was born October 8th, 1990. The Soviet Union was still a thing. <laughs> you don't know what that is kids
1: no no idea no. never heard of it
2: good yeah. lord almighty mm, yes
1: um he,
2: he was dead by then though madison i'm not that old <laughs> oh, he was already okay <laughs>
1: well he, he died and then rose again this you know, was according to you know this was ad scripture. Gotcha. yeah okay. uh, very cool the one other young guy that we might want to touch on before we move on to other things terence ferguson got the start again tonight uh, I think Brady mentioned it earlier in the podcast he has still yet to hit a field goal. Uh, zero points today. You know,
2: he he talked all off season about how he doesn't want to just stand in the corner. What did, what did he do tonight? He stood, oh, the he corner. stood in the corner.
1: <laughs> <sighs> a lot. I want to it, see. It's him... gonna be
2: like I, I don't mean to throw him under the bus on that because this is going to be a learning process, but everything like all the little caveats I had for the younger players or the new guys, Terrence, I have I'm gonna have a shorter leash on. Like, if, if we're still talking about this 10, 15 games in the season, three. then, guys, it's like what Chisholm and I have been talking about all off season. Like, this is just probably what he is. Of, yep. of his four Offensively, field attempts, Defensively, he's a fine, he's a great he's defender. Right. Yeah, He you has mean, the potential to be a great the defender. The potential
1: to be really good. He did have four personal fouls tonight. Uh, Hami Diallo came in and had three. One but, of them was trash. Thomas yeah. Bryant,
2: or Bradley Beal ran into Thomas Bryant. He, Terrence didn't touch him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one one or two bad ones maybe, and they did do overall a much much better job containing Bradley Beal uh, than they did on Donovan Mitchell last uh, two nights ago, which is a big positive. But honestly, more more than either of those two, I thought that Shea was he didn't he didn't guard him for most of the game, so that's part of it. Is you know they get worn out by having to guard Bradley Beal, but I think Shea was probably the best wing defender. Uh, in this game for the Thunder, is am I am I crazy for saying that? No, or?
0: I think you're accurate.
1: I think you're a complete nutter imbecile. Won't.
2: <laughs> I'll take
1: it. No, or I'm just imbecile. kidding. You're right. All uh, right.
2: Well,
0: good stuff, y'all.
1: Connor, take us home. Take us home. All right, Takes everybody. You have been listening to the OKC 82 podcast. Uh, my first time running the show. I hope you guys liked it. Please rate us ten stars if that's possible. Like, comment, subscribe, oh. all those things.
2: My mom just texted
1: me. She she's listening and she just unsubscribed. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm botching this for you guys so badly, but thank you for listening, and we'll Coming catch you on Sunday. the
2: lips of an angel.
1: Catch Hearing you on Sunday after the Warriors game at 2:30. I don't know that song at I wanna wanna say goodbye. goodbye,
2: everybody. Have a great night. That girl, you make it hard to be faithful. Sing it, Madison. Take us home. From lips, lips
0: of, of an, an angel.
2: See ya.